0: Like, are you a fist pumper, a woo a hand clapper, a high-fiver? I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun
1: ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You know, the American Cancer Society, we, we work to improve the lives of people with cancer. And their uh, and their families, and we do that through advocacy, research, and patient support. Our view is we want to ensure everyone has a, a has a, a fair opportunity to prevent, detect, treat, and survive cancer. And welcome
0: in. This is the American Cancer Society podcast, sponsored by Genetech, a member of the Roche Group. Today's episode will feature Dr. Matthew Miller a breast imaging radiologist at Allegheny Health Network and is also an American Cancer Society volunteer, and Dan Tobin, American Cancer Society Director of Marketing and Communications. Today's episode deals with breast cancer, the most common cancer in women in the United States except for skin cancers and accounts for roughly 30% of all female cancers each year. And breast cancer is the second leading cause of cancer death in women, only to lung cancer killing more women each year. Here's Dr. Miller.
2: So I, I consider radiologists kind of the gatekeeper to um, to breast issues um, because the screening population is vast, and so uh, I, I see patients down into their late teens um, with with breast issues come in with a lump or, uh, or or pain or skin changes or whatnot. But my my the bulk of my uh, of my patient population is usually in the forties, fifties, and sixties. Patients who come in with symptoms they fall into kind of two categories there's the, the majority of women who come in who are, you know, anxious and uncertain because they feel something that they think is new. Um, and then there's the patients that come in, uh, reluctantly and feel like they're just doing this because their significant other, or their doctor told them to. And yeah, I really don't feel anything or I I really don't think that this is something worrisome, but I'm here just because I need to cross the T's and dot the I's and You know we can detect we detect cancer in both of those patients but uh the vast majority have anxiety about potentially being diagnosed the 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 good thing is is that most of the patients who come in don't get diagnosed with cancer um so the patients who have a lump or who have you know skin changes or have pain or whatnot we do diagnostic imaging with mammogram and ultrasound and most of the time we either find something that's benign or we don't find anything at all and so i reassure these patients when we don't find things that you know No answer is better than a bad answer. Now, you know, it's not enough uh, of a commonality to where you shouldn't get evaluated. Coming in anxious or whatnot should be kind of mitigated because knowing that most people who come in don't get diagnosed with breast cancer. But if they
0: are diagnosed with breast cancer, then what is the process?
2: So once a patient is diagnosed with breast cancer, we set them up with a nurse navigator. A nurse navigator is by definition what her name, his or her name implies. They navigate the water's of cancer management and treatment and recovery so they will be the ones that set up appointments with medical oncologists which are the cancer doctors or the breast surgeons um which are the the doctors that that actually surgically take the cancer out of your breast um radiation oncologists who work with radiation therapy you know down to physical therapists and 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 pharmacists and whatnot and so there's a a multi-disciplinary approach to a cancer diagnosis which basically personalizes care to each patient and so once the patient is diagnosed with breast cancer you know that's a that's a sentinel event in their life and you know we do everything that we can um as a as a healthcare facility to take all the worry and the the uh, uncertainty out of kind of the the guesswork of getting to where you need to be to get the the right treatment
0: getting a diagnosis of breast cancer can be very emotional that's why the American Cancer Society will hold your hand through the whole process. Here's Dan Tobin.
1: But if you're uncertain of things, you know, the American Cancer Society is is a treasure trove of information on every type of cancer. So in in this case, you know, we're talking about breast cancer. If you go to cancer.org and there's a thing there that says cancer A to Z and you hit that option, there's right there front and center is the link to breast cancer and it'll give you all the information about uh, different types of screenings, basic requirements, and if you, you know, heaven forbid, you do get a bad result, it gives you information about those next steps that Dr. Miller is discussing. And, you know, it helps alleviate some of that fear. Uh, You can also call our 1-800 number, which is 800-227-2345, and you can speak to people and ask questions.
0: Of course, American Cancer Society can answer all your questions, such as, how quickly can I recover or will I survive? Those type of questions are difficult to answer, but there is progress. Once again, Dr. Miller.
2: Being diagnosed with breast cancer today is different, vastly different than it was 15, 20 years ago. And a a big part of that is because um, early detection has ticked up exponentially, um, through through mammography and through you know just p- patients being aware of the advocacy efforts out there of organizations like the American Cancer Society who is a, a it's a pillar of advocacy and outreach um, in in our in our great country. And so patients know that, okay, I got to get my mammogram. I, I have to identify problems in my breast and and, and you know seek help when I do. Um, and so when we detect these cancers, early, we're able to treat them easier. Of course, easier isn't always
0: easy. Are cases of breast cancer increasing in the U.S.?
2: I wouldn't say that they're increasing. I would say that we're detecting them faster and more readily uh, because of advancements in screening technology. So 20 years ago, you would go in and basically just get an x-ray of your breast and it would just be a, a two-dimensional image that we would look at and see if there are any changes today we have what we call 3d mammography which has really changed the game um, in cancer detection for um for women uh be- because we're able to look three-dimensionally at the tissue of the breast now it's not perfect it's, it doesn't have a hundred percent you know detection rate but it's vastly better than just looking at a picture. Um, being able to look three-dimensionally at the breast and, and find areas of, of concern um, allows us to detect cancer earlier. I mean, the, the first and foremost, anytime someone is hears the C word, you, you know, is, is this a death sentence? And the answer is no. Most of the time, it's not. Um, you know, it, it needs treated. And, um, you know, you need to go through the steps. And it is serious. But being diagnosed with cancer today is not quote unquote, a death sentence. Once somebody is diagnosed with breast cancer, I'm sure you get
0: the question, what is my next step? What is your response?
2: And that's where, you know, we set them up with a nurse navigator who goes down that path with them. Um, Another question that I get frequently, well, I didn't feel this. You know, uh, cancer comes in all shapes and sizes and all forms. And so there are some people that come in because they felt a lump and they get diagnosed with breast cancer that way. Or there are some patients who, you know, they're getting their yearly mammograms and um, there's a change from year to year. And we notice that and we work it up and it's breast cancer. So oftentimes cancer isn't detected by the patient. In fact, the most, you know, diagnosed type of breast cancer is a cancer that we see on a screening mammogram.
1: Then that's why, like at the American Cancer Society, We don't advocate for people just to go by doing a self-exam. We want you to work with your doctor and have your mammograms because they do pick up, you know, things that you can't pick up. So it's it. And once again, going back to it, if if it's found earlier, there's a better chance of a better outcome.
0: Now, early detection is still key to survivability, but medical advancements are also improving the likelihood of surviving breast
2: cancer. Um, you know, back in the mid 2010s, you saw a lot of advertisement from uh, breast centers saying, Hey, we now offer 3d mammography because it was the cutting edge thing. I would say if you go to a breast cancer and they do not offer 3d mammography, that you should, probably shouldn't go to that breast cancer because it is now standard of care. So that's been a big advancement in the last five-ish years, five to ten years. Um, since I've been out of training, um, we've made great strides in being able to do risk stratification. Um, we employ at Allegheny Health Network a tool called Tyra Cusick, which takes the patient's demographic information, their family history, their personal history, their breast density, and gives them basically a number that says this is – how at risk you are for developing breast cancer. And those patients who are identified as high risk are put into the high risk screening population who, in addition to mammography, would also qualify for screening breast MRI. And insurance covers this. Um, Looking into the future, one of the big things that is rolling down the pike in breast imaging is what we call contrast-enhanced mammography. Now, this is something that's not readily offered at, at many sites, but contrast enhanced mammography is, is what it sounds like. You would, it's more invasive. You would get an IV, um, and you would get, um, a mammogram before you get IV contrast and without IV contrast, and that actually is being shown in, in research to have a higher detection rate than just regular mammography. Now, it's not going to be for everyone. We're not going to advocate everyone coming in every year getting an IV and doing contrast-enhanced mammography. But in certain patient populations, like the high-risk patients or the extremely dense patients, um, contrast-enhanced mammography will be able to detect cancer quicker and easier um, in, in those patient populations.
0: Medical advancements are saving lives. In order to allow advancements to happen, research is vital. Here's Dan Tobin.
1: It's extremely important. I mean, so many advances that happen today, you know, some, whether it's detection or treatments or things that started in a lab decades ago, and I think people don't realize that, too. You know, it's a, a scientist right now who's working on something. It's, it's not going to be put into, a, into practice next year. It could be 10 years or 20 years by the time it goes through all of its testing and then the, the reviews and approval processes. So uh, it's vital to cancer and to all types of medicine.
2: To, to kind of piggyback off of that, I just want to say a, a couple of things about research. Um, more Some more exciting things that are, I know, rolling down the pike that might take a little bit. One is they're using the technology developed quickly with the COVID vaccine to potentially target cancer cells um, using the mRNA targeting technology that they developed to give you immunity against COVID. They're using to kind of reverse engineer that to target and treat the cancer cells and another thing that is really um, exciting about Possible detection, early detection, even earlier than imaging, is what what they call liquid biopsy. So we're getting very good at molecularly identifying signals of cancer cells. Breast cancer is one of them. Colon cancer is another. Um, in the blood, just taking blood. So you know, once you, you learn of metastasis, right, when cancer cells get in the blood, but before it even metastasizes, cancer sends off signals in the blood. And up until now, we haven't really been good at detecting those signals, those proteins that the cancer sheds in the blood. And they're getting more and more able to identify changes in your blood makeup, which we call liquid biopsy. So it's basically you get cancer detection from a blood draw, um, and so that will allow us to detect cancer even earlier and lead to better outcomes.
1: I, you know, I think the the most important thing to to remember for for everybody is uh, to be working with your healthcare provider and to get screened to get the screenings that are right for you based on your age based on your risk factors, because there's no more truer statement than early detection is is the key to having a good outcome.
0: To learn more, call 1-800-227-2345 or visit the American Cancer Society's website at cancer.org. The American Cancer Society podcast has been sponsored by Genetech, a member of the Roche Group. Thank you so much for listening